0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, May 10th. It is five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can find him at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter. You can find me at Casey Daniels 317 on Twitter. And of course you can find us both on YouTube as we live stream the show. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. All right, so this is a new story that's just breaking as we speak. The US rep, George Santos, who is the New York Republican who's infamous for fabricating parts of his life. He was arrested today. On federal criminal charges, and he is expected in court sometime this afternoon.
1: This seemed to be an inevitable end, especially when he refused to resign. Now, what I do find interesting is how quickly they could sprint to the nearest courthouse to get charges against this guy. However, Hunter Biden were on year five, and mm-hmm. despite having uh, video and photographic evidence of crimes in motion, well, all quiet on the Western Front over there.
0: No big deal. So Santos, he's accused of lying about his finances on congressional disclosure forms. And also he's accused of applying for and receiving unemployment benefits while he was uh, employed. How
1: about, how about lying about using drugs on a gun form? Did he do that one? Oh, that was Hunter Biden.
0: Yeah, wrong guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he He's also said a lot of different things, like he was a star volleyball player while oh. he was in college. Well, that's not a crime. No, that's not a crime, but it's also untrue.
1: Kev's lied about most of his life, and look at how well he's doing. <laughs> yeah, doing all right. <laughs> he's doing okay. Kev's never even actually picked up a drum set.
0: <laughs> he's not a drummer <laughs> at all. He don't even know what a hi-hat is. So, uh, so, a lot of people are calling for Santos to resign over the allegations, and House speaker kevin mccarthy said that he's going to look into the charges before before determining if he thinks that Santos should be removed from congress
1: i love the audacity of these people who on the regular do things that if you or i did them we would go to federal prison Mm -hmm. and yet they have rigged the system so that because they write the laws they have written the laws to allow themselves to do the things that no one else can do and they sit in judgment of anyone
0: think about just for a second. Who we have in our federal government. I mean yes. you've got Diane Feinsteinstein, right, who's a thousand years old. Yes. Who's been told she was resigning and then she said, No I'm not. <laughs> you've got Hi goodnight everybody who just was disappeared for two months. Fetterman. Yeah. Yeah. You've got this Santos who's just lies up and down and okay, people buy it. He gets in and now that he's in, oh he's being arrested mm-hmm. under federal charges. You've got a president who half the time doesn't even know where he is, which way to exit the stage. Like, what what is going on?
1: In my previous life, I would have known what the word for this was. But as you know, Casey, I've gone through a great metamorphosis and I no longer have the uh, vocabulary or dictionary when it comes to the genres that I once did. Um, But there is a genre in the... uh, adult world Mm -hmm. for people who enjoy being treated like complete crap. And I don't, I can't remember what the word for that is, but whatever that fetish is, Mm -hmm. that is us as the American people. (laughs) We, we seemingly enjoy being treated like complete garbage by our lawmakers and used and abused and lied to and manipulated. We know it's happening. Look at the people you're laying out. And those are the ones that are blatant and obvious. Many, many, many other people in the United States Congress. I mean, look at a guy like Harry Reid. Harry Reid... Was a Sopranos character come to life? Like he would have fit right in there with Tony and Polly Walnuts, and you know the re- and Christopher and the rest of the gang. A regular guy who leaves the U.S. Senate. And by the time he's left, he's a gajillionaire. Mm-hmm. Again, Nancy Pelosi, right? Uh, this insider trading stuff. I mean, these people are mobsters, and they're in both parties. And we know what they're doing. Guys like Robert Menendez from New Jersey. We know exactly what these people are. Look at the look at the local level. Casey, we did a story yesterday about uh, Lionel Hutz, uh, Rokita, who is still refusing to, despite an order from a judge. Disclose the inspector general's opinion that says you were allowed to have that moonlight job when he became attorney general. That's super weird to begin with. But despite an order from a judge, he's now appealing that order avoiding transparency at all costs and is now come out going to spend up to $250,000 of taxpayer money to hire super lawyer Jim Bopp to defend that case in court. So I'm paying Mm -hmm. for Todd Rokita Mm -hmm. to have essentially what amounts to basically a private attorney to defend him because he doesn't want to have an ounce of transparency and show us the letter that says it's fine for you to have a second job. There's really no difference between many of these people. I mean, is that really in uh, it, much different from what we're espousing with these other people? But it's not even the elected officials. It's everyone surrounding them. Think about Corinne
0: Jean-Pierre, who on a daily basis stands in front of that podium that has the White House seal on it and just gaslights the entire
1: country. But we are to blame for this. We have created these people. When we look at, let's just take a local issue. Everybody calls, writes, wants to talk about property taxes. We have created this environment. We have elected these people. I have been on this radio station now for six and a half years telling you who the Indiana Republican Party is and telling you, if you keep blindly voting for them, what will happen to you? And year in and year out, well...
0: Better than voting for a Democrat. You can't have a
1: Democrat in there. And now it's happening... It's always been happening, but it's happening on a grandiose scale. And now people go, well, this is outrageous. Mm -hmm. Well, who do you think created it? You did by repeatedly voting for these people over and over and over and over and over again, no matter how much they abuse your finances. We are to blame for all of these people.
0: I'm not taking the blame for that. (laughs) I think more honorable people, trustworthy people, honest people need to be in office. I agree. If, If we can find them. They get my vote. It's 12 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about Hillary Clinton, what she said. She was speaking at a Women Leaders on Global Challenges (laughs) conference. She was speaking at a what? It was a thingamajig. What was the name of that? It was Women Leaders on Global Challenges. Oh,
1: well, if anybody, so it was how to, it should have been then labeled, how to strong arm money from foreign governments to prop myself and my husband up. Mm -hmm. There, I fixed it.
0: (laughs) That's the conference. (laughs) Listen, she just sounds so sour and just so bitter. I mean, can you blame her? Look look who she was married to and what he did. By the way, Monica Lewinsky posted a picture of herself
1: online. You showed that to me. She doesn't look anything like Monica Lewinsky.
0: It's amazing. She looks like a totally different person. But Hillary Clinton was talking about joe biden and that he gets all the credit he deserves i think joe biden has proven it i mean i don't think he gets the credit that he deserves from the press or you know maybe some large segments of the people but literally he got a lot done in two years in very difficult circumstances including an insurrection at the capitol to try to prevent him from being president that is disruptive in the best sense of the word Let's talk about all the wonderful things that Joe Biden has done in two years. We'll start with inflation. (laughs) Energy prices are up 32%. Food prices are up 18%. Gas prices are up 52%. The reserves are depleted by 42%. Hey, we've got our army and all of our money over there when there's an invasion right here on our southern border. Joe Biden, he does deserve all the credit, doesn't he?
1: all it, of it. It must be a pretty miserable existence to be Hillary Clinton. We had, this was when uh, Mock was still here, we had Juanita Broderick on our show and she was one of the alleged Bill Clinton victims and she has spent much of her life telling her her story about what she says Bill Clinton did to her in great detail. I mean, if she's making it up, that's a heck of a story because it's with just intricate detail about, about what happened. And it really her story gives you an insight into what a just a complete scumbag bill clinton is as a human being and many of the other women's stories match her story which is why i think you give a lot of validity to it but hillary from day one essentially made a deal with the devil where i will stand behind this guy who i know is a complete piece of you know what and Part of the deal is that someday I will be rewarded for this undying loyalty to this horrible, despicable human being. And she was humiliated nationally on multiple occasions because of her loyalty to him. And the whole understanding was you will someday be the first woman president of the United States if you indeed, no matter how much I humiliate you and how much I screw around on you and everything else, you will be rewarded. And that was the deal. But she is also so horrific that your own horrificness, not once but twice, made it so you could not have the thing to which you desired, to which you sold your entire life for. Mm -hmm. What a, what a just a lonely, terrible way to have to live the rest of your life knowing your own who you are as a human being was deemed so horrific by the American public that not once but twice they resoundingly rejected you despite Every inherent advantage. And the second time you ran for president, the party totally rigged the primary in your favor because they knew you were going to lose.
0: Yeah. And still, I, I still, I will never forget that last night of Trump's uh, campaign right before the election. He was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he said, Oh, Hillary, she's sleeping right now. She's sleeping so beautifully, so peacefully. <laughs> and I knew right in that moment, Oh, she is not winning this election. And it came as a surprise to her.
1: But even think about Obama when Obama won, because Hillary was—it's Hillary's time. Hillary's the de facto nominee. Hillary starts with the Clinton machine behind her. Here's this guy who only just started two years ago. He was in a whatever he was—a community organizer, assemblyman, whatever he was—in Chicago. And yeah, he's a—you know—he's articulate and he's a good-looking guy. But nobody knows who this guy is. He's given one great speech. You're Hillary Clinton. And it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. That is, and she's never obviously going to admit that or acknowledge it. But in her deepest, darkest, quietest moments, she knows I so, I gave my life away. And to I this, still didn't get what I wanted. I will never achieve the mm-hmm. thing. And I have no one but myself to blame.
0: Yeah. I wonder if she looks in the mirror and just says, wow, people just don't like me.
1: Okay, Casey, when we come back, Mm -hmm. do you want to wait on the hate mail till 1130?
0: Yeah, let's do that because we still have to get to this Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh, my gosh, yes, Robert Kennedy. We've been teasing it all morning, so let's do it next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC trending this morning a couple country artists Morgan Wallen he has postponed the rest of his tour and here he explains why
2: what's going on y'all I'm just gonna go ahead and get straight to it
1: I got some bad news from my doctors at the Vanderbilt Voice Center yesterday after taking 10 days of vocal rest I performed three shows last weekend in Florida And by the third one, I felt terrible. So I went in and got scoped yesterday, and they told me that I re-injured my vocal cords and that I have vocal fold trauma. Their advice is that I go on vocal rest for six weeks.
2: So that's what I'm going to do.
0: Also trending is Tim McGraw, and here's why. It's a Bracco Italiano dog named Leapshi, won his breed's debut at the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. LeapShe happens to be co-owned by Tim McGraw. However, it was Buddy Holly... A petite Bassett Griffin who won Best in Show at the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show.
1: Buddy Holly won. What in the world did you just say?
0: Tim McGraw owns a dog.
1: In that English, Casey. Use it in, in English. Stop in, reading and just tell us in English.
0: Tim McGraw had a cool dog. <laughs> you like that?
1: perfect. Morgan Thank Wallen you.
0: canceled his show. Perfect.
1: Good. Thank you. And
0: finally, MTV News forced to close down after 36 years.
1: What do you mean it was forced to close down? MTV News? What What do you mean MTV News? MTV.
0: Is- you know how MTV News is y- part of MTV? I didn't
1: know that was still a thing. If you yeah, would, if I If you would have said dead, al- dead or alive, I would have totally gone with dead, dead for MTV News about 30 years ago.
0: Nope. They've still been going 36 years but now they have uh, mass layoffs due to Paramount Global.
1: Wait. there's like a it, There was like a news department at MTV that still read people the news?
0: Yes. News division of MTV launched in 1987. It's been going ever since. You know, correspondents like Kurt Loder and Tabitha Soren and Gideon yago they, they've they still been cranking out news. You haven't been watching it. Clearly you not aware are of it. You are kidding me. There's, no. You are lying to me. No, I'm not. But do you remember it was on MTV News that and back to the Clintons, yeah. he was asked about the boxer brief and it was on an MTV town hall that he answered.
1: You know what I miss when I was a, a kid MTV used to play they had the Beavis and Butthead mm-hmm. was on MTV. Yeah. And I used to greatly enjoy watching Beavis and Butthead watch and commentate on music videos. And I think that was the best thing that MTV ever produced for my childhood. I'm not as seasoned as you, so I missed kind of the heyday of MTV. You
0: mean the actual launch of MTV?
1: You know, you know when they were very prominent with the music videos, and that was kind of you know, the 80s, obviously was such an integral part of getting a, a song to success was the music video, kind of the heyday of, of music videos. But I do miss watching Beavis and Butthead make snide comments about terrible music videos. <laughs> and I would if they bring bring that back, you might watch I, I might MTV have an. Interest again, yes. It was
0: like a mystery science theater, 3,000. So, pop quiz, what was the first video ever played on
1: MTV? Well, that's Video Killed the Radio Star. By? The Buggles. Nice. Okay, Get out of here with that, Casey. You thought (laughs) they were going to get that
0: past me? Come on. no, no. You weren't alive when it happened. 24 minutes after 11, let's talk about Robert Kennedy Jr. He's blaming the CIA for the assassination of JFK.
1: I have gone around and around and around on this in my... Life, Mm -hmm. And I guess that's what a great mystery is, is that there is no definitive answer. Because for a very long time, I believe Vincent Bugliosi, who was the Manson prosecutor years ago when I was in my early 20s, wrote a book. I mean, when I say wrote a book, it was like an encyclopedia on why Oswald did it. And he went through very meticulously proving that Oswald acted alone. And for years, I'd kind of used that as a reference point, but the more I see about what my government is mm. and the way they behave, and it's like we got into that conversation on Epstein the other day, and about how there's no possible way, unless he was involved with the government, that no one else has been arrested, or you know, other than him and Ghislaine Maxwell, that the government was not involved in whatever Epstein was doing. There's no way that no for no one else to have been charged. It was. In my, in my mind at this point Clearly a just massive Blackmail operation That appears to have Probably worked I mean that's the only Logical explanation And so the more I see What the government is And the more I see How the government operates Because I'm not a Conspiracy theorist I think I am now In the camp That, that he was part of an organized assassination. Whether it was the CIA, whether it was Lyndon Johnson, whether it was whoever, I don't know. But I, after all these years, 15 years, whatever it's been, I'm, I'm switching. I'm now in the government killed him camp.
0: Robert Kennedy says that it is beyond a reasonable doubt that the CIA was involved. He said the evidence is overwhelming, that the CIA was involved in the murder and the cover-up. And he cites James Douglas' book, JFK and the Unspeakable, As the most compelling evidence on the topic and he labels he says the CIA is in denial and they have been for over 60 years now out of anybody I mean you'd think this guy has a vested interest in finding the truth you're talking about his family right his
1: uncle you know I heard something years ago and it kind of led me into the camp of Oswald did it alone and from a pure evidence standpoint there's there, there. It's indisputable Lee Harvey Oswald was involved in it. The only question is, was he the only shooter? Did he know about other shooters? Was he a patsy? Was he set up? Right. But Oswald was clearly involved in it. But somebody said this years ago, and I thought this is so true. We need, and I wish I could remember who it was, we need things to be even in our society. And what I mean by that is things that happen need to happen on a level. So when a great American dies like we want it to be not want it to be but we need it to be he died in the throes of battle you know storming the hill at iwo jima for a reason the beaches at normandy Mm -hmm. when someone as inconsequential as lee harvey oswald because he was he was a loser he was a loner he was an inconsequential person in human history until he killed kennedy we look at jfk and say there's no way that this highly consequential human could be killed by this other highly inconsequential mm-hmm. human and we start to look and try to find reasons that 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 couldn't have happened so no matter what the evidence is we always must find the reason that the evidence wasn't cl- isn't right because we just in our minds it's a it's a subliminal thing right it's not we're not even cognizant we're doing it but we just can't accept that you know it's like john wilkes booth another totally inconsequential person eliminates and changes human history, assassinating one of the, you know, in many people's minds, one of the greatest Americans who ever lived. We just, we can't, there must be a conspiracy. Booth must have been acting with other people. But now when I've seen how bad my government is, I think I've kind of shifted into the, probably they did it.
0: Do you think that the Warren Commission report was just all a setup? I mean, it was
1: all part of it? I think if you start somewhere with the premise and you operate off that premise rather than I don't think they got in cahoots and said, okay, we're all going to say, there's no way they all could keep the secret, right? But I think if the operational premises is this guy did it, well, if you start moving down that, you know, it's like a snowball, then you're going to prove that guy did it, which he did. There's no doubt Oswald was involved. Absolutely none. No way. But was the only person? Probably not.
0: I think the interesting thing is that, you know, they've released so many classified documents over the years, but just a little bit, they still hold back. Why? Why are they still holding back? Because well, they're like the government, The Casey, 10%. I can. Yeah. They can. The CIA, of course, is refuting it and Casey. saying that it's all a lie. Okay, we're going to get to that next. You're so excited. I've never seen anybody who gets more excited about people hating on you. Yes.
1: We've got a hate <laughs> phone call. We've got a hate letter. We have so much hate. It's what drives you.
0: Okay, we'll get to them next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. 34. it's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC 317 684 8444 that's the phone number you've got some uh, some nice words from people
1: huh uh, well you know Casey one of the one of the things I um, I've taught myself a lot over the years and one of the things at a very young age that I learned uh, and it it helped me dramatically when I was in elected office is that people hating me is like rocket fuel for my day mm-hmm. and if you if people know that hating you is only going to make you happier they'll stop annoying you in public they'll stop badgering you they'll stop they'll stop feeding you used to i got asked this one time by when i was an elected official There was one guy who served with us who usually voted the right way, but he was kind of wishy-washy about it. And he asked me one time, he said, because he would get bombarded with, with stuff, and he would say, how come they never bother you? And I said, because they know it's just going to make my day their misery is going to make my day. And so they just, I don't get annoyed, I don't get bothered, because they know it's just going to make me happy. Mm -hmm. And yet there are some people who, after all of these years, still, despite loathing my existence as a human being, continue to find ways to make me happy with (laughs) hate phone calls and letters and uh, everything else that now, instead of just a chuckle to myself in an apartment somewhere, I now get to share it with the masses how how happy I am. Um, so yesterday while you were gone, mm-hmm. Biden had one of the biggest Biden meltdowns of all time. And he was trying to say, I believe the gentleman was Chinese, he's trying to say multiple of these people's names, he was screening some film, trying to give them credit, and He doesn't even get, I mean, it's not even, oh, you know who he's talking about. I mean, it's, it's, it is just the most Biden thing ever. And he did the thing that we've talked about where I love where he just quits in the middle and then finds a second wind and starts kind of trying again and then kind of quits again because he's not any closer than the first time. Here, would you like to hear the audio of it?
0: So I believe he's trying to pronounce the name of an Asian American producer named Joan Shikakawa. Perfect.
1: I don't care if it was Fred Flintstone. It is nowhere close to whatever this person's name is.
2: Yeah, but I want to hear Biden try it.
1: And uh, you listen to this and tell me if this is not the most hilarious thing in the history of ever.
2: I honored a group of trailblazing artists with National Medals of Arts and Humanities. The group included groundbreaking Asian-Americans like Vera Wang and and Joan Shingang, I'm going to pass my Shanga Koala. I think I pronounced it correctly. She can call me Joe Biden.
0: No, he, he didn't get it right even the second time. It's
1: all the Biden stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the stumbling. It's the bumbling. It's the slurring. Mm-hmm. It's the quitting. It's the trying again and then quitting again. And then it's trying to make some deprecating mark, remark about himself to cover what a moron he is. It's all the stuff. And that is, there is no way any objective person knowing Biden's history, would not hear that and go, that's hilarious.
0: It's not the first time he's done it. Back in March, he gave her an award and he did the same thing then. Like He's had multiple chances to get the name right.
1: Still can't do it. I don't think I knew that. So he's had her, that person there before?
0: Yeah. She received a National Medal of Arts back in March.
1: (laughs) That's even better. There's no way any objective person, Democrat, Republican, whatever, hears that and is not laughing along with that. It is just, it's pathetic. It's
0: classic Biden.
1: But some guy.
0: Well, Kevin, can you play the beginning of that clip really quick? Just the beginning, because he's not even saying her name and he's having a hard time talking.
2: I honored a group of artists trailblazing artists with national right, medals I honored a group of trailblazing artists <laughs> with national medals of arts and humanities. The group included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang, and 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 Joan Xengang, Sh- I'm her, Shanga K- Kawawa. <laughs> I think I pronounced it correctly. Like she can around, call me Joe Bitten.
0: Looking around for help. Someone help me!
1: I think I pronounced. And then he's like using words that aren't even words. He's mumbling. I mean, it's that's the president. And since we are have to be subjected to this moron destroying society, Mm -hmm. the least we can do is all laugh at how pathetic he is in public. Well, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry, right? And somebody who is, and this guy calls all the time, and I am loath to give ever give him any sort of publicity. But I felt like I could use it to enhance our fabulous ratings today and give the audience a chuckle. So I said, let's let's put it to some use. Our uh, Residential hater who has called us on numerous occasions was very upset okay. and we, that we had the audacity to laugh at Joe Biden. I love your reaction to any time Joe Biden stumbled on something.
2: <laughs> it's
1: so funny! It's so funny! Because Trump never, never, Trump always spoke so eloquently. He was always perfect. Did you laugh as hard then? Do you hear the end of that? Yeah. He threw an F bomb, in and told me I'm an F an idiot. Wow, you are under his skin. Um, well, that's what I do well, Casey.
0: Wow, it, it's isn't that amazing that that it, you can turn the radio off, <laughs> you can change the channel. No one is forcing you to listen, sir.
1: Oh, man. That just totally made my day. And I thought nothing was going to top that. But then, <laughs> but then, Casey, yeah. um, we got this letter. And you know the rules. No, you got that letter. Well, yeah, yeah you're, you have nothing to do with this. Clearly, but, it is addressed to Rob Kendall. But the rules here, as you know. Yeah. Uh, I do not open the mail. So if you think you're going to get me by putting something in the mail, you're just going to harm Casey. You're going to get me because I actually open the mail. Because when Hammer's here or Brad, I do not open the mail. <laughs> someone Kev can vouch for this, mm-hmm. that I do not open the mail. I drop it on someone else's desk and say, uh, open this letter. And, uh, you know, Casey, we acknowledged the other day uh, in my 20... One years as a professional broadcaster, and the very high standards set forth by the Federal Communications Commission, I have never once had said anything that got me fined,
0: fined. yeah, license revoked, uh, suspended.
1: Yeah. I've never, I've never even been dumped. I mean, I try to hit a very high standard in terms of uh, not only appealing to, but going above and beyond what the FCC has. But we did talk about how we have a young listener named uh, Jude, Mm -hmm. and Jude had pointed out that I had used words that while they are legal to use in the very high standard the federal communications sets forth, uh, and I'm in full compliance, that maybe they're not the best words to use. And so I said, I'm gonna try to be more cognizant Mm -hmm. of that. However, it's not like I'm on these airwaves Dropping f bombs. I'm not that guy. <laughs> not the guy who just. Called. I'm not saying anything that couldn't be said in you know pleasant company. And I'd said even though on top of that, I'm still going to try to do better to be a better role model for the young people out there sure. who listen. And you don't s- want to let you down. Somebody. uh well, they are very, very upset that I have abided by all guidelines and standards set forth by the Federal Communications Commission uh, for 21 years, and they actually used their own money to uh, send me a letter here, yeah. put a stamp on it, and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to read it for you now, if you're ready. Please. Okay. Keep in mind, 21 years, no fines, no suspensions, no dumps. <laughs> person very angry that I have abided by all applicable federal guidelines. Hi, Rob. I've been listening to WIBC since the days of Garrison and Limbaugh. I am old enough to be your grandmother. <laughs> so I hope you will take this criticism as from someone who knows some things better than you. Yeah. I've taken to turning off the radio first profane word out of your mouth one day it was the first sentence out of your mouth oh. Why, this lady should definitely not listen between three and seven if she thinks I'm bad <laughs> it is especially grievous coming from someone who professes to be a Christian the Bible has several passages saying to not use it at all I have noticed you don't use any when you're talking with your pastor. Just remember, you're always in the Lord's presence. Also, I'm sure you can say he's a grown man without adding the vulgarity. The Bible has a few things to say about gambling, but I'll save that. For another day. God bless. Darla.
0: <laughs> that didn't sound like Darla at all. <laughs> unless Darla smokes a pack of cigarettes a day. Don't take the Lord's name in vain, Rob. Well, I, I know the word that she's talking about. I have, not ta- say,
1: I have not taken the Lord's name in vain. No, I know you haven't. I go out of my way to ensure that I don't do that.
0: Yeah, and Jude doesn't like it when you do the uh, H-E double hockey sticks. Right? And you don't do that anymore. And she's talking about the grown blank man. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm terribly sorry, Darla, that that has ruined your existence. Uh, I am sorry that I am not living up to the incredibly high expectations you have set forth. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I am trying to do better because, gosh darn it, Casey... Mm -hmm. I'm really disappointed in myself that for 21 years, Mm -hmm. I have held myself to and abided by the very high community standards that the Federal Communications Commission has set forth, and I will try to go even above and beyond that in the future for Darla.
0: Yes, we all appreciate that. And I will just add, uh, he without sin shall cast the first stone, (laughs) right?
1: I'm sure. Maybe maybe we could have Darla just come on and just, Badmouth mouth me for an hour. What do you think? Take you to school? <laughs> Just let her come in here. I
0: think that, that would be good. I'd, I'd enjoy that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see it. Okay, it is 1145. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's in front of 12. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 W.I.V.C. So Dr. Phil was on the Bill Maher show the other day. And just when I think maybe Bill Maher is coming around, he goes and he starts sticking up for Joe Biden. again. Well, we've
1: had this conversation many times, which is that Maher is not your friend. He doesn't view the world the way you view it. I mean, other than that guy who called last segment, he probably views it the same way Maher does he is a survivalist and as such he recognizes he's created a monster that is totally out of control and once it eats everything in front of itself it'll start eating w- white liberal comedians in their 60s mm-hmm. and so that's when he makes sense he's not making sense because he's your friend or he's you know he's not the grinch he's not scrooge waking up christmas morning he's making points that will protect him and as you said then you hear the real him and you realize nothing's changed.
0: So he's talking to Dr. Phil and he says he makes this comment that Trump is worse than Joe Biden. Right. And then Dr. Phil answers. Let's take a listen. It's not the it's not politics that determine the outcome of society, it's culture. I don't care about politics. You go back to the beginning and Democrat and Republicans have been in control about 50-50. They've had control of the House and Senate while they were in control of the presidency, about fifty-fifty. They've had it not in control, fifty-fifty, and we're and look where we are. They both come up about the same place. I don't care about that. I care about our culture. So it's not the politicians that are.
1: No, we, there. He's absolutely right. Yeah. You look at. I mean, this is just so hypocritical for these Republicans to claim to care about debt and spending and growth of government. Because they do it every time they're in there as well. They're just a different beneficiary of the growth and the government and the the spending. There is no difference between these two parties. They're the exact same thing. And now some people will say locally, well, you know, they passed that bill that keeps sex out of kindergarten through third graders. That's good. You know why the Republicans do that? to distract you from what they're doing with your finances. We've heard that from multiple people who know what these those guys and girls are down the street from us. They're doing it because it's the wedge issue that will keep you beholden to them because they have you believing And the Democrats are their own worst enemy on this, because even if they believe it, they can't shut up about it, which is, well, yep, we're going to take all your money, but at least Junior won't be taught, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, what a transsexual is in kindergarten. Right. It is
0: 1153. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Robert De Niro became a father. He has seven children now. Yes. No big shocker there. Right. He shared this news during an interview while promoting an upcoming film called About My Father. Here's the shocking thing. Robert De Niro is 79 years old.
1: Well, he also, like, didn't tell anyone. He just, oh, yeah, I had another kid. Right. There's no big announcement or anything.
0: So the interviewer was saying, well, I know you have six kids, and he just, no, actually, I have seven. Wait, what? And he, yeah, baby was just born. What? You're a 79-year-old dad, so do that math. When that kid is 18.
1: His oldest child is 51 years old. mm -hmm. And everybody should be able to have children as long as you know they feel they can care for them and if he's in a loving relationship or his wife or whatever it is i don't know if he's married again i know he's been i think he's been married he has kids with two separate women Um, is it two or three is it three maybe it is three i know it's it's multiple women which again doesn't matter whatever it's his life he can make whatever choice he wants but it's you're saying what sort of life will this kid have from your own involvement you're almost 80 years old and by the time that kid is 10 you will almost be 90 years mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. and so I hope that child has a great life and the mother whoever it m- may be I don't think he went into any detail on that no he, he
0: hasn't of, said who the baby mama is
1: of caring for that that kid and look I am the last person who's going to talk about being a little bit older and having kids and the last person that's going to talk about marrying a younger person who can hopefully have lots of kids. and but, So, I'm not saying from that perspective. I am saying, though, I do wonder how active at 79 years old you're going to be in five years in that kid's life.
0: Probably not very.
1: Yeah. I, so, good, good on him if he thinks he can do it. I just thought it was very interesting, though, that He's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I've got got a seventh one. It's like, at least he acknowledges his seventh kid, which Biden won't do for his grandkid.
0: Right, which is which is more than Hunter will do. Don't don't take my name, don't take my money. Yeah, don't even be a part of our family. That's what you get with the Bidens. Hey, thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today, and thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC.